ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Monday Night Travel on Nightlife. While we hear a lot about the cruise ship industry taking tourists on the high seas, another form of cruising is river cruising. There's a remarkable variety of river cruises on offer which will take you along some of the world's iconic rivers, as well as some in, some in more exotic locations as well. Picture a favourite river. It's magic and it's majesty. a little bit of the Australian Chamber Orchestra along with singer and didge player William Barton an excerpt from their uh, their musical accompaniment to Jennifer Piedem's film River which is currently on a national tour well exploring the world's rivers via river cruising can be a, a very rewarding method of tourist adventure travel writer Rod Imey a regular contributor to Nightlife has done a fair few of them he finds them special and he's with us to tell us about some of the most appealing. Rod, good evening to you and welcome back. Good to evening, Phil. Good evening, listeners. Great to be back, as ever, talking yes. about my favourite subject of things on the water. <laughs> Unlike ocean cruising, where the ships just get bigger and bigger and bigger, basically they're like apartment complexes on, on floats. Oh, they're bigger than that now. <laughs> <laughs> River cruises, uh, well, by necessity... By necessity, given the size of the river, they're smaller scale affairs, aren't they? They are indeed, Phil. Look, I think uh, you could probably accurately call them boutique cruises, mm. and uh, you know you're looking at uh, passenger numbers of um, you know a few dozen often. Uh, and naturally, as you've mentioned, they need to be small. They need to be nimble, and they need to have shallow draft. Obviously, uh, they can't be too deep in the water because you just never know what's in the water. Mm. Uh, and uh, that, you know, you can really look forward to quite a luxurious boutique experience on mm. river. What are the usual numbers on a, on a river cruising? Well, I was craft? about to mention that, and I think, I mean, I've been on ships where there have been just a dozen or so, 20 right. maybe, yeah. um, bigger ones in some places like the Mississippi. Uh, you might find that there uh, you've got up to 150, 200. 200 would probably be about the practical limit for anything on a river, uh, unless you're actually going on an ocean-going vessel, which also happens on places like the Amazon. Hmm. Hmm. What what rivers have you cruised? On? Oh gosh, um, I could probably tell you which ones I haven't cruised on. Okay, um, but you can th- imagine the most popular river cruising dona- destinations: the Danube, the Rhine in Europe. Um, in Australia, we've got our beautiful Murray River. Uh, over in the northwest, we've got all the rivers that come feed in uh, into the Kimberley region. You know, we've got the King George, the Hunter, the Prince Regent, uh, the Roe. Although they're not dedicated river cruises per se in that region. Um, some South America, of course, the Amazon uh, and the upper reaches of the Amazonia around Iquitos. Mm-hmm. Uh, America, North America, they've got the uh, Mississippi, of course, but also the Columbia River up in Washington State is also a very uh, popular spot. That sails in and out of Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, and goes up into Washington State and almost into Idaho. Mm. Uh, so they're all over the place. I mean, Southeast Asia is enormously popular. We've already mentioned the Mekong. We've got on the podcast, we've got a couple of uh, descriptions of uh, cruises there. Um, Unfortunately, the beautiful rivers of Myanmar, Burma, 
uh, are off limits at the moment because things are a bit of a mess in Burma at the moment. But the Irrawaddy and Chindwin rivers are a fabulous experience mm-hmm. there. Uh, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia for the Mekong. Um, also, the Red River at the top of uh, Vietnam is also on offer. It's a bit of a challenging destination because you're mixing the beautiful heritage destinations with a bit of industry because uh, mm-hmm. rivers, as you know... Well, that's the thing about rivers. Yeah. Modern rivers, they're all dammed and, and, and you know, they're used for all sorts of industrial purposes. They are purposes. indeed, yes. You can cruise the Yangtze, I suppose, can you? Look, you can. Um, what the yeah. kind of romantic notion of the Yangtze of old yeah. has changed a lot <laughs> after the Three Gorges. <laughs> yeah. um, the river level's about, you know, 100 feet higher and the villages are beautiful little villages that used to be along there have all been demolished. Um, and But I've got to tell you that going through the Three Gorges Dam project is quite an eye-opener. I mean, if you're a, if you're a bit of a buff mm. of uh, modern engineering, then that is really quite a sensational experience. I've seen pictures of, of cruising in Europe on the Rhine mm. and, and so on. I mean, they seem to be massive, great, long, barge-like craft. Well, they are. Uh, and I mean, almost akin to ocean cruises. Well, how do they get around corners? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're uh-uh. designed specifically to be able to do that. Um, the ships that the most popular river cruising destination in Europe is certainly the Danube, mm. um, which you can take from Holland all the way through to the Black so what, Sea. So you, almost. What, you can get on in Holland and what you can get well, off in Romania. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can get all the way through. Wow. Yeah, mostly not. Um, but, I mean, you can... The beautiful thing about the Danube and what makes it so popular is that it's just overwhelmingly with that rich European culture experience. Mm. So you've got destinations uh, along the way like uh, Bratislava, um, Vienna, of course, Salzburg, and all that goes with it. Um, how typically, how long are they, a cruise? Well, you can make them almost as long as you want, but I think you could find that typically they're between 7 and 14 days. Because when you say you can cruise to, uh, you know, fr- from Holland to Romania... <laughs> I mean, that's in theory, but no cruise does that, Oh, do they? I'm afraid they do. Oh, I see. Not, not every day of the week, mind you. There might be special destinations, but you can mm. find that um, the Danube uh, particularly will take you all the way through. Um, mm. Most of the m- more popular ones um, are simply probably go as far as Vienna or Bratislava, um, and then they'll be Well, seven they start or, in Holland. They start in Amsterdam, I mean, yeah. yeah. And head down. I've the ones I've done. They've kind of flown me in and popped me on in Salzburg or Vienna, and I've just cruised for a week or so, and then mm. and, and then continued. So, what's the what's the rhythm of the day? Like you? Oh well, if we're talking about European rivers like the Danube, you might get. I have a beautiful, luxurious breakfast in the morning while yeah. the while the sun rises and the mist sort of clears off the water, and you sail down through some glorious valley, uh, surrounded in vineyards and. Baroque churches and whatnot, and then you'll stop somewhere. And uh, often a bus will follow the ship along the the route. So when you pull up in a particular port somewhere, the bus will come and meet you, and then ride you off to a um, uh, on a. So short you get shoot. off every day, do you? Oh, two or three times sometimes. Yeah, frequently every oh, day. Okay. Yeah, so that much you can count. Because I've got this vision of sort of cruising down the river past, you know, I don't know, abattoirs, oil, oil <laughs> refineries, cement, cement works, shipyards, shipyards. Well, uh, there is that. I'm afraid you know, old abandoned lo- shipyards, <laughs> um, bomb, right. 
bombed out old pier. I mean, because <laughs> that's my impression of a lot of rivers I've been on. Well, look, the, the look. I won't say that everything is perfect uh, in the, in that respect. We did have a, an experimental cruise on the Rajang River in Borneo, mm. uh, and that really did prove unpractical. But you've got to give it to the company for having a go at it. We mm. one stage the captain had to just about drive the ship up onto the bank to avoid a enormous raft of floating logs coming from upstream. <laughs> that was a bit of an exciting moment. Um, but generally, I mean, when you're going to really undeveloped places mm. like the upper reaches of the Irrawaddy and the Chindwin Rivers in Myanmar, that really is a, a quite an interesting experience. And I remember on one occasion we got on a, um, a boat that was waiting for us on the um, uh, it, it, on the Brahmaputra River uh, out of Guwahati, and the thing was stuck on a sandbank and it took all night to get us off the sandbank before we could, you know, continue our journey. And we chugged upstream against the torrent and I could, we were going flat out in this beautiful old rustic river cruise boat on the Brahmaputra and I could see this little kid walking a, um, a buffalo on the shore and I'm sure that he was walking faster than we were. <laughs> but that, that's the beauty of that. I mean, that particular location, uh, that Brahmaputra sits right on top of uh, Bangladesh in the Indian state of Assam. Uh, so you're getting off not only to see little temples and villages mm. and, and the local industry, but also that UNESCO World Heritage National Parks like Kazaranga. So these things are included in the fair, Oh, they? yes. Yeah. So yeah. all the day trips are included yep. in the fair. I mean, they'll probably find that there are um, occasions when it will be an optional extra. You might get choices, uh, for example, that some excursions will be included and there might be a particularly lavish uh, expedition-style uh, excursion where mm. you might be asked to pay extra, which might include a helicopter or something like right, that. Right, 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 yeah. Okay, well, any, I mean, because the other thing I look at it and I think, well, basically, I suppose you just eat and get fat on these things too. Oh, well, well, you could have maybe, wanted to. But maybe that's part of the joy. Yeah, and there's drinking too. There's, yeah, there's always yeah. lovely wine to go with things. Most of that stuff is all-inclusive. Yeah. Um I won't say that it's always the case, but you'll find that the better products are, are offering all of um, the dining and wine and everything and the excursions are all part of, all part part of the deal, which yeah. I think is a very sensible thing to do. And if I would advise listeners, if you're choosing a product, go for one that's all-inclusive because mm. uh, then you're not haggling about the bar bill at the end of the cruise, which mm. can put a bit of a dampener on the experience. How, what about uh, any any tips for people who've not been on? Uh, is there... Uh, what, uh, what what side of the river should you be on, for example, for your cabin? <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you. Uh, there's no, no that would depend. There's it? no like posh uh, port outs uh, starboard home. There's none of that stuff with. Yeah, the but I mean, if you're if you're cruising past and the castle is on the left side of the river and you're on the right, then well, I think you should go on the top deck and you should run backwards and forwards. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You don't have to. There are open viewing. They are. You can sit on the top deck. You can sun and have your tea and and crumpets brought to you as however right. you want, and you can see both sides of the river. Equally, um, I mean, I think that the thing that you should be prepared for if you're going on a river cruise anywhere mm. is that they tend to be quite active. So you're getting on and off a lot. So you want to have good walking shoes. No. Um, you want to have uh, sun sensible clothing with long sleeves and a hat. Now, I, when I was in the Kimberley, I get a bit dismayed that some chaps usually want to go about without a hat because mm. they, you know, they don't wear hats. And I'm thinking, well, the sun in the Kimberley is going to Going to melt you. It'll fry your brain. Yeah, so a hat and good walking shoes, sensible shoes, is probably the best thing I can advise you with. Right, Amy's with us. We are are talking about river cruising as opposed to ocean cruising. The the main difference is, of course, well, apart from destinations, but the ships are smaller. Are they called ships still? 
anything on a river is a boat, Philip. Exactly. I thought this. Just like a submarine is always a boat. Mm. I got chastised rather badly by a captain once when I referred to his ship as a boat, and he reminded me that ships carry boats. That's right. Ships carry boats. (laughs) Yes. All right. Have you been down the Mississippi? That that must, is that fun or not, or is Look, that just full of industry? I have been on the Mississippi. I haven't used one of the um, the, the beautiful multi day excursions, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. And the, the paddle steamers, mm. little paddle wheelers that uh, transverse the the Mississippi are quite something to behold. Not to say that our own on the Murray is not worth something. That the, the Murray. Where's Princess. the best Murray cruise from? Do you well, it's, a, it's the Murray Princess. It's the one, yeah, and that's yeah. out of Manham traditionally, and yeah. they'll do seven. That goes where? That usually goes uh, north up to um, uh, as far as Morgan, perhaps, but they do uh, two or three times a year, depending on water levels, of yeah, course. Of course yeah. um, they might go as far as uh, Loxton, okay. and I've done a Loxton cruise. And that, look, that is it, – it, some people think that it might be a bit hokey, you know, because it's, mm. you know, it's not as sophisticated as some of these crazy uh, European things, but you're not paying for that either. Mm. Um, but it's enormously popular. Two or three times I've been on on the Murray River cruise. It, the thing has always been full, hmm. and everyone's had a great time. So, what about the Sepik in PG? PNG? Ah, now we're talking about wild rivers, and that's something that uh, uh, I've been on a couple of times. Now that that's you can do dedicated river cruises um, with local operators hmm. uh, out of Papua New Guinea on the Sepik. Now, there's you can usually do that in conjunction with a, a lodge, a river lodge stay. Um, there's a company there that has lodges dotted along the Sepik River. They fly you in, and mm-hmm. then you cruise locally. But also, uh, a couple of the uh, cruise companies will also take their ocean-going ships um, up two or three days, often up the Sepik River. And I tell you what, that is a real experience because these guys um, who live in um, the little villages up there, uh, I'm sure many listeners will know that the mm. Sepik River art. Uh, is amongst the most sought after in the world as far as ethnic art. I've got a couple hanging on my wall at home, and they are the most exquisite sure. pieces. Okay. So that's if you want to go for that. And, uh, um, Africa, because I mean, there's the Nile. We know about the Nile, I guess, and, and lots of people do uh, do cruises there. Um, South America, the Amazon. Is that? I've got a. You know, I'm thinking the Amazon is a very big piece of water. It is an extremely big piece of water. And In right fact, up, you can't see from one shore to the next on parts Look, of it. there are true. And, it, yeah. you know, and there's, uh, it's quite common to see full-sized ocean-going vessels yeah. going really deep inland to as far as uh, Manau, yeah. uh, which is a very rich um, rubber mm. uh, kingdom at one stage. You've got an opera house and all kinds of stuff. But beyond Manaus up to Iquitos, which you cannot get to um, in any other way but by river or by plane, uh, then you're going on pl- rivers like the Rio Negro and uh, uh, the Yakata River. I'm, I'm mm. sure I have pronounced that wrong, but these are – um, you will cruise locally on a small vessel uh, and you visit the local villages and you'll see the high water and low water uh, seasons mm. up there. That is really quite spectacular, especially if you're into wildlife and birds in particular. Do they tend to be cheaper than ocean cruises or, or not? Mm, not really? Well, it's like how long's a piece of string with that one because, mm. I mean, the Murray River um, Princess is very affordable and you can get a really good river cruising experience for for that. But then if you're going to one of the very fancy pants mm. operators on the Danube, then you're paying, um, if you get anything under $500 per person per day, it's a bargain. Um, but you quite find that as much as $1,000 a day, which is comparable to expedition cruising we've talked about so yeah, many times. Sure. Right, Amy's with us, Travel Rider. Um, we're talking about tra- river cruising. You can find out more on his website, if you like, expeditioncruising.com. 
Thank you, um, Rod. Um, well, yes, no, it sounds. It's, it's. I know for a lot of people, it's very appealing, and uh, and I can I can see why. Because if you get the right one, you see a lot of the country as well. You do, and you get a real cultural experience. It's a lazy kind of slow um, travel experience, and I mean it's chalk and cheese with some of these big cruise vessels and a lot of people i'm sure many many listeners have have experienced both the big ship and the small ship uh experience uh which are quite different into themselves but if you're looking for a compact very personalized boutique experience on a river pretty much anywhere uh that's the way to go and um you know you've got a choice of uh, wild expedition things like we talked about the CPIC to uh, luxurious wine, dine and, um, you know, tablecloths and butlers and waistcoats on the Danube. So the choice is there and the, there's a bit of a price range too. Mm. Fantastic. All right, Rod, good on you. Always a pleasure, Phil. See you next time. We'll go out with a bit of William Barton. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.